You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. I'm Richard Justice of MLB.com, and I'm joined by my friend Thomas Hart, who covers the Rockies for MLB.com. Thomas, um, I want to start by asking you about Kyle Kendrick, and he's given up a lot of home runs, most in baseball. But he seems, and just based on what you've written and, and all, he seems to have a good attitude about it, a thick skin about it. A couple of things about him. What did the Rockies think they were getting in this guy, and how is is this a Coors Field thing, or how is he handling a, a, a rough season? I'll tell you what, the Rockies have brought in a number of veteran types thinking that they would be ha- be able to handle Coors Field and all of the effects, uh, the, the ball not breaking as well, sometimes traveling farther. And quite often it's ended in a mess. I mean, I remember Jeremy Guthrie a few years ago, he was here and he was ready to get out of here within a month. Um, Kyle Kendrick, he gave up a lot of home runs in Philadelphia, so it doesn't bother him as badly. And um, he, he talked about it last night. He got his first Coors Field win, and he said that, the issue is it's hard to determine how you're breaking stuff and even how your fastball is going to work here on a start-by-start basis. But he's not the type who's going to run from that. Uh, did they expect better out of him? Yes. And has he given up home runs on the road? Yes. But as far as, uh, as, far as what the Rockies wanted, they realized they weren't going to get a top-level pitcher on the market. Uh, those guys just don't come here and – the spending would be pretty prohibitive. But what they wanted was a professional, a guy who can handle the ups and downs. And I will tell you, from spring training on, he is one of the most professional guys that you could ever meet in this game. I mean, the way that he has worked with some of the younger pitchers, uh, the the way he's kind of bought into the Colorado Rockies and, and an understanding of where they're trying to get to, understanding that they may not be there yet, but uh, if they pull everything together, they've got a chance. I mean, I, I've not seen very many people that really handled being with the Rockies who, who didn't come up through the organization. I've not, ha- I've not seen very many people handle it better than Kyle Kendrick. Uh, and, and, Thomas, part of what you said, basically, you know, is that the Rockies probably have to de- develop their own. And, and off that, John, I mean, Eddie Butler has a, uh, a tough ERA in the minor leagues. What's up with Eddie Butler? You know, because in my mind, we think of Eddie Butler and Jonathan Gray as sort of bookends. These are the guys that are going to anchor the rotation at some point. But Eddie's having a tough time of it. Do you know what's going on with him? Uh, yes. Um, when he was here in the majors, well, let's go back to him being here to start this season. If you look at the history of the Rockies, very rarely have they had a pitcher skip the AAA level. And they called up Butler last year because of injuries and non-performance. He literally was all they had. Even though he had a shoulder problem, they brought him up to the major leagues. When spring training, after going out of deals, uh, the, the Rockies didn't want to have to have Eddie Butler on the rotation. But David Hale, who's in the rotation now, he came in a trade with the Braves. Looks like um, he may be able to handle this. What happened to Hale strained an oblique muscle late in camp, so it pretty much solidified that Eddie Butler was going to be in the rotation. Keep in mind, this is a guy who, other than a rehab start last year, had not pitched at the AAA level. So he really hadn't harnessed all of his stuff. What we saw here was a guy who had a fight in him, and he had a pretty heavy fastball when he used it properly, but 
the fastball and the secondary stuff, there wasn't a whole lot of separation in the speeds, and big league hitters were destroying it. So actually, what's happening here is he's getting the AAA education that John Gray got at the start of the season. If you look at John Gray's last 10 or 11 starts, they've been outstanding. But the first three or four starts were borderline awful because, because he hadn't gotten out the hitters of that experience level. Then he turned out to be pretty good. Um, there, there isn't a fear that, that Eddie Butler is going to crumble under this, but it's pretty clear that what's going to have to happen is he's going to have to complete his education as a pitcher. It's not just throwing a fastball, um, you know, a forcing fastball and a sinker and a slider. It's how do you, how do you separate the speeds uh, but keep your arm speed the same? All the stuff that goes with good pitching that, that a lot of times you just have to simply do in games, and it's very hard to do it at the big league level where the hitters are so good. And, and Thomas, so um, John Gray has a four-and-a-half ERA at Albuquerque, but he's been good the last month. Um, how much longer for him – how much longer does his education begin now permanently at Coors Field? Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny. I've been kind of asking some questions about that, and he hasn't been determined as ready. Um, like I say, right now, in the in the Pacific Coast League, I don't look a whole lot at ERAs because you can have one or two games that are just completely crazy and they blow up the ERA. But what I've seen the last ten starts or so with him is that he's getting those hitters out. But what I, it's my understanding, he is still working on his off-speed pitches. Um, his his change-up has come along. You would like to see um, just a, a better change-up, a, a change-up that hitters don't pick up when, when he gets to this level. The slider came along, and that was a very good pitch for him in college, but... It, it took a while for him to be able to use it at this level um, with the number of starts that you have and everything else. It looks like that's come along pretty well. I think once once those pitches are deemed, yeah, that's fine, then, then they can call him up. I mean, it's a situation right now where, let's face it, as tight as the NL West is, the Rockies are, um, as we speak here, eight games below 500, but they're only seven games back. But still, at eight games below 500, you don't reach in and grab a guy saying, hey, he may not be ready, but let him come up here and just sling some fastballs and get us through some games. That's not what you do at this point. Um, you want to make sure that he has a chance of success here, and you, you, you want to get to the point to where you call him up and you don't have to send him back. I mean, uh, they, they did that with Butler because they had to, but this is a case where they, they weren't going to do it with two guys this season. And Thomas, uh, Chad Bettis has been one of the real good news guys. It seems like at age 27, he's sort of come come of age 26. He's sort of come of age this year. How how did he learn? What was the most impressive thing to you in watching this kid become a big league starting pitcher? Well, I'd, I'll tell you, just the comeback from last year. I mean, last year he had a what nine one two ERA in the bullpen, and then they finally moved him back to the rotation. But what happened? If you go back to spring training. They they did not put him in games in the early part of spring training. They just had him working on his mechanics and getting back to where he was. When he was drafted out of Texas Tech, this was a guy who looked like a fast mover through the system. Then he basically missed a year with a shoulder issue. The next year he came back, and just on raw talent, he ended up in the big leagues. But from the, the effect of the shoulder issue was he started letting some changes seep into his mechanics. Um, when the new pitching coaches here, Steve Foster and Darren Holmes, looked at, 
looked at him. They even went back to his college days at Texas Tech, and they were like, wait a minute, this is a different picture. What happened here? And when I talked to Chad Bettis, he wasn't really sure how he seeped out of his mechanics. But once they started working with him, getting his momentum going back to home plate, suddenly he felt like himself again. Um, and, and this is a guy, this, and he's one of the types of guys that you really need at Coors Field and that he struggled. His numbers looked really bad last season. Um, and, and basically not being allowed in games early, people were questioning, gee, is this guy even a major league pitcher? But he's come back from that because he has, a, he has just a lot of mental toughness, and that's what you need. And we, I'm, I'm looking to see if this team does come together in the, this season or in the coming years where he fits in because he seems to have that right attitude that you'd like to have in a guy who's uh, developed by the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, and uh, so if you look at, let's just say, Hale, Bettis, Jordan Lyles will pitch again at some point, Butler, Gray. I mean, he's a pretty good – uh, arsenal of, of of a young, a pretty good core of a young pitching staff, right? I mean, they they have to feel good about the pitching they accumulated and the pitching they just drafted. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they feel very good about that, and don't forget about Tyler Chatwood, who pitched very well for them two seasons ago and looked like he was going to have a good year last year, but he blew out his um his, his MCL and ended up having the Tommy John surgery. He's getting close to facing hitters, but really you're talking about next year for him. Um, if, you, if you look at what's happening, what's happened in the last couple of drafts and also the, the Gray Butler and, and the guys that accumulated that are at the major league level, they've got a chance to have decent pitching for a while here. Um, it's just a matter of making sure those guys develop and also crossing your fingers that you don't have the injuries which always seem to occur. Our friend uh, Tracy Ringlesby wrote about Nolan Arenado today. And, uh, you know, in, in my career, I, I've had to just watch guys. I just had a felt I, I was an honor, like uh, Murray and Ripken and Bagwell and Biggio, Berkman. Uh, do, do you feel that way about about watching Arenado like you're seeing the, the coming out of a star right in front of your eyes? His defense is, is just fantastic. His offense is you know, is is terrific. This guy is a, is going to be a special player for a while now, isn't he? Yeah, and I sensed it when he first came up, and I'll tell you why. Here is a guy when he was drafted in the second round. I was kind of familiar with his story. Um, really excellent hitter out of high school, but people weren't sure what position he would play. Um, he played shortstop in high school, but they drafted him as the third baseman, and there were people who actually thought he doesn't move well enough to play third base. Now, think about that now. He doesn't move well enough to play third base. He's going to have to be a catcher, a slugging-type catcher. Well, um, obviously, he developed the third base and very quickly, and when he got here, the glove was ahead of his bat. And so I thought back, gee, this was the guy drafted for his bat. Imagine what happens when the rest of it comes along. And this is what we're starting to see. We're starting to see a star player emerge right before our eyes. That's, that's just great. Thomas Hardy, thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thank you a lot. And I enjoyed it. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.